Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health, and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday and we actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday. So be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now as is the convention, be be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like our conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is on education. And on our topic of education, this is going to be a bit of a manifesto. I'm going to be providing my take on how embracing individuality is a healthy revolt against conformity and conformist thinking, and three big ways that we do this in our collective environments. And I think that this is very important because I think conformity is conditioning that is a byproduct of our educational systems, not just in North America, but across the world. When we think about traditional norms, cultural, social norms, and conventions, they are taught. And I have no issue with conventions that are traditions that are culturally informed, socially informed, unless they also infringe and really hinder our capacity to embrace ourselves embrace our individuality. And I think that this is the era, even if it's only because I am like raising the alarm, where we need to start pushing back and dismantling systems that make us feel uncomfortable with who we are. And I think that the entire journey, I, I think the entire rhetoric, the narrative around finding oneself, embracing oneself, the fact that it is such a courageous act is only a byproduct of the environment that we're all in that is not conducive to self-acceptance. And I have to be the one to say it, and I don't think it's necessarily an extreme position when we think about just the different rules of engagement at play that hinder or that create 
create a degree of self-consciousness with who we are, with aspects of who we are. If there are things about us that make us unique, oftentimes we are made to feel shame, we are made to feel blame, and we are made to feel guilt as a byproduct of the things that make us stand out. And then later in adulthood, we're supposed to dig through all of that trauma and all of those horrific experiences that made us bury those aspects of ourselves that really bring light to our individuality and the ways that we make things different and the ways that we shift the conversation, shift the tone, shift the energy in the room to try to highlight how we bring added value to the environments that we're in. And I think that this shouldn't be a struggle. And the only reason why it is a struggle is because of the way that our educational systems are constructed, the way that they're governed, the way that they're run. And all of it is really very much focused on conditioning and conformity. And I think that embracing individuality from a young age, protecting our children's growing and evolving sense of individuality, giving them the communication tools to articulate who they are and what they bring and feel unapologetic about those aspects is important and again a healthier revolt against conformity and conformist thinking and I do believe that it's often the simplest acts that have the longest standing impact and I think that just being comfortable with who you are regardless of how many people that triggers is the best way of deconstructing some of these systems that are in place that really hinder our ability to grow to discover self to find self-acceptance to get rid of shame for all the ways that we are different so that we can start to value difference. And I think the one issue around the rhetoric around diversity is all of us are still harboring lots of self-hatred and a lot of, you know, inner criticism about all the ways that we ourselves feel different, where we felt penalized and punished for those differences. So it's hard to then shift our thinking around embracing the differences that other people bring if we've never felt embraced for the differences that we ourselves bring to each conversation. So this is my take my little hot take on the conversation and I think the first thing that I want to talk about is just standing true to you and I think it's the simplest gesture but the most powerful sort of demonstration of accepting oneself is just not allowing other people to make you feel shamed for not being like them or not being like the majority or not behaving the way that everyone else has bent and adopted and allowed themselves to be pressured to behave that is counter self that is encroaching on their own sense of individuality and them wanting you to do it because they've made that sacrifice themselves. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it should be such a brave act to be confident in self. I've recognized in my own life and my own journey that it is actually a brave act because there's a lot of people who want you to feel self-conscious about being who you are, who want you to feel ashamed about being who you are, feel as though you're some sort of degenerate because you're not abiding by the unspoken rules of a given environment and I'm here to say no. I know who I am. I'm very confident in who I am. I'm very confident about the value that I bring in the different spaces that I'm in and I'm also very confident not abiding by rules of engagement that hinder my sense of authenticity and aligning myself with environments that promote and nurture my authenticity and the authenticity of those around me. When I say I value difference, it is a deeply <laughs> seated value of all of the diversity that people bring into the room. 
and it translates as living and let live. And I believe in that so fundamentally that if you're different, so long as those differences aren't hurting me or harming me, I find that there's so much that I can learn that I can gain insight on as a byproduct of just embracing that difference. And that capacity comes from being able to embrace all the differences that I know exist in me. I know like for those of you who have yet to meet me, I am a quirky, very eccentric individual. And I don't know if that translates so much in my videos, but I know that about myself and I'm quite comfortable about that about myself. I'm happy that I don't fit in the profile that people typically will put me in. I'm happy that I surprise most people when they come to engage with me, converse with me, they recognize that I and not all of the assumptions and stereotypes that they try to pit on me. And then what typically happens after that, after that recognition is they try to pressure you. They try to push you into that mold. And only when you have a strong sense of individuality where you do accept yourself, do you have the power, the strength and the confidence to resist and to disregard the people who cannot take you for who you are authentically and instead would like to shape you to what makes them feel most comfortable. So that's the first point that I wanted to make and I think it was a really important point to make. And the second point that I have as it relates to embracing individuality as the gentle revolt against conformity and conformist thinking is learning the value of indifference. And I think that indifference is an underutilized tool in our society. Our society is very much about giving everything equal access to emotional emotional response and reactions. And I am someone who is not oriented that way. And a lot of what I receive by way of feedback that I feel is not constructive, but destructive by way of the opinions, the attitudes, the remarks that I have triggered in other people, a lot of it is indifference. If I don't have a relationship with you, then your ability to hurt me is very, it's gonna be very hard for you to do. And that is something that I've learned throughout the time. I've told you when you stand out, you attract attention. And I've always found a way to attract attention in my life is something that I've just grown to accept. And I am someone who lives like a quiet, life like my life is very much singularly focused on my goals focused on embracing new experiences and having adventures i am not someone who lives to be the focus of attention i'm comfortable being the focus of attention i like to be extroverted i like to socialize but i like it to be an exchange but i think the fact that i'm comfortable in my own skin it really does trigger negative reactions in certain people and i just don't care <laughs> and i think that it's a tool that i've had to develop through the years because of how often I was the subject of rumors, subject of lies, subject of, you know, really mean, vicious jokes, the subject of abuse, even in certain situations and by varying degrees. You just learn that a lot of this emotional energy that people feel inclined to send your way, especially when it's negative emotional energy, are projections of their own inner struggle, their own inner conflict. And I've realized that the best way that I can deal with being the recipient of a lot of this emotional energy that I've garnished in different ways throughout my life is to be indifferent towards it, recognize that it really has nothing to do with me. I don't personalize it. I don't internalize it, especially since most of it comes from people who know me 
through several degrees of separation. So people who think they know me based on what they see in passing, what they see briefly, their own assumptions, and I am not going to be deterred by the false assumptions that people create about me or by the resentment, the ill will, the evil intent that people might have as a result of how I make them feel by living in my truth and by showing up authentically. And I want everyone to have that courage because I think that there is, there is a cost to standing out. People can have a very polarizing response to you. And I think I've always been somewhere where people either will love me or hate me. There are very few people who've met me and are neutral, or if they are neutral, I think that there's enough of people on either side that I discount the, those people who are neutral. And I just learned that this polarizing effect is just the byproduct of me living in my authenticity. And that's fine, right? If that's the cost of being authentic, of not conforming to social conventions that hinder my sense of self, that making me feel self-conscious about being who I am, that make me feel insecure about who I am and how I show up, that make me feel uncertain of the value that I bring in certain situations, then by all means, I'm done, right? Like I'd rather just be indifferent to the emotional responses and to the anger and to the energy that can be very negative that happens when you live in your authentic truth around people who have not yet arrived to that place in their personal journey, then allow myself to bend to norms that are not my own. And I want to give more people sort of the insight in that just standing in your truth, just allowing the riffraff and the hate to bounce off your shoulders, not personalizing it, not internalizing it, because it's the reflection of like, the inner worlds of the people that are sending that energy your way. It gives you a sense of like their day to day and their and their mental life. And that is what conformity does, right? Like when people do bend, when they do conform, when they do allow themselves to get lost in translation, trying to adapt to norms, conventions, and traditions that aren't aligned to who they are specifically, it can create a very dark inner world. And that's not something I want for myself. That's something that I hope that my standing in my truth, my standing strong and who I am will give them hopefully after a period of time the permission to do for themselves so that they're not filled with so much bitterness resentment and hatred and can like live their best life not focalize on someone else but maybe focusing on bettering their life and their inner world. The third point, and this is a third point that I think often is we we underestimate the power and the impact of how being comfortable disagreeing allows us to stay true to ourselves. And I think that this is something that <laughs> it triggers a lot of people. A lot of people want agreement. They want validation. They want everyone to be on board. And I am not someone who needs that necessarily. Like if I have a truth or a beat that I'm kind of marching towards, I don't need people to agree with me about it, right? I don't need people to agree with me about it. I don't need to cajole a bunch of people to feel confident that this is the path that I need to take. I'm actually very confident that the path in and of itself will inform me of whether or not I'm being misguided or not. I think that the best thing that I've learned about being self-directed in my learning is that you figure out along the way, along the journey, along the path, if you were misguided. Like life, the universe will tell you, will inform you, hey, this is the wrong direction. This direction does not align with your sense of self or with your evolving sense of self. It's time to redirect. I don't need people to agree with me for me to feel confident 
confident in taking a specific trajectory. In that same vein, I am comfortable with people disagreeing with me and us figuring out a way forward through that disagreement. Disagreement doesn't mean that we go to blows, right? Whether that's verbal, emotional, physical, I mean, hopefully we're all grown and we don't feel inclined to resort to physical violence. I say that, but wars are happening all around the world. So clearly it has absolutely nothing to do with age or maturity. It's a mindset and a set of values that are in place. But if I am around people who are not comfortable with disagreement, so they cannot depersonalize the disagreement to still maintain the relationship, then it's time to make some adjustments to my social network. And I suggest the same for you. I think that it's important that we recognize that valuing difference, valuing diversity, valuing all of the ways that we show up authentically also means recognizing that it will come with friction. It will come with friction points. It will come with discord. It will come with disagreement. And we need to learn a way to see the added value, the benefit in those disagreements and to build with those disagreements in place, right? We don't all need to be aligned in the things that we believe and in the outcomes that we're hoping to have to build something that is going to benefit the collective. In any case, that was the subject of conversation for today. And hopefully it gives you some food for thought to ponder. Now, before letting you go I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page so definitely be sure to join in now these events are paid events though if you do see yourself participating and engaging with our community on an ongoing basis then I do suggest that you take a look at our package plans so we do offer package plans that offer not only unlimited access to our live events but also access to webinars and workshops that we offer over and above those live events largely focused on self-mastery so definitely take a look at that. Now, if you are concerned about pricing, please don't be. We've just incorporated a new payment solution, Afterpay, that gives you the opportunity to pay in four installments over a period of six weeks. And we're super thrilled to be able to give you that solution to render all of our services and products more accessible to you. So definitely so much going on, so much growth and development happening in our Game Changer community. And we obviously want you to take part. Thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you all later.